there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Susan Weiner. I would love to know, Susan, and I'm guessing our listeners would as well, how you started building Orange Dot. Could you break it down for all of us, especially for those who might want to start a food-related business at some point? What were those initial, kind of if we're thinking about this as building a foundation, what were the bricks that you were laying down, I should say, to get the company up and running? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so The first thing I did was I went and worked in a very successful commercial bakery here in town. You know, I wanted to see how does a commercial bakery operate? What do they do? How do they make it all happen? I worked at Albemarle Baking Company here in Charlottesville and makes fabulous, it's all glutinous, but it's fabulous bread. And to see what that was like, I worked there for about six months. And all the while I was experimenting with my own recipes at home and reading and buying every gluten-free cookbook out there, every blog, researching ingredients. I love the food science side of it. I can talk about ingredients for a long time. I first wanted to get a a picture of like, how do I just create this in my mind? Like, what is a picture on the inside of a bakery? What does it look like? And so I, I wanted to experience that firsthand. I started out playing with the dough and playing with different processes. In some ways, not being a classically trained chef or not being a classically trained bread maker was helpful to me because I experimented with all kinds of things in the processes of baking my bread. And unfortunately, it's proprietary, so I don't want to share all the ins and outs of it on the air. But my family was like, what is mom doing in the kitchen? Yes, exactly. And then I spoke to a friend of mine who had a stall at the farmer's market selling traditional bagels. And I said, look, you probably have gluten-free customers. Can I sell alongside you and test market my product and just see if I have a viable product? It was really successful at the farmer's market. The farmer's market is a great place to try new products because you get instant feedback and people are very you know, forthright in their opinions. And it's a wide, diverse community. I'm still at the farmer's market, but that first six months was really critical to me. And then I'm like, okay, I think I've got a viable product. How am I going to scale it? And there was a local church that had a kitchen they were willing to rent to me. So I first went to the church kitchen and I used that for six months. And then I was outgrowing the church kitchen. And I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to take over the basement of my home because my children are, we're empty nesters now. We didn't need a man cave anymore. I took over the whole basement and installed sinks and ovens. And I worked there for about a year. And then my homeowner's insurance was going to be canceled if I didn't move the business out of my basement. 
So I have my own commercial kitchen in the lease building, a lease space. I'm all about now about scaling. I've got an incredibly great baking team. I've got an incredibly great farmer's market team. And I'm looking at how do I expand now into other farmer's markets? And how do I scale that production and marketing to reach other markets? And that's why, you know, moving into the Whole Foods in Washington, D.C., and then getting into Fresh Direct, which will give me sales into, you know, Manhattan and D.C. and Philadelphia. You know, that's a super important part of my growth trajectory right now. What do you wish you had known before you set out to build Orange Dot that you could share with our young listeners? I wish I had studied different business models for food companies. The Food Finance Institute, which is a part of University of Wisconsin in Madison, you can actually purchase these different discussions of different models, you know, like a small bakery model or a national scalable food product. I wish I had known more about it then because I could have set myself up better to be more successful. I wish I had known how much money to plan for. So it really does take $50,000 to launch at the local level. And that sounds like a lot of money, but it really isn't when you start thinking about, well, you need some specialized equipment, you need some working capital, you need, you need to be able to create a package. $50,000 goes in a big hurry. And then to really scale to the regional level, you need more like 500, 500,000. And again, the marketing side of it really consumes a lot of financial, uh, it, it just consumes a lot of finance, you know, doing demos and promotions and coupons and advertising on social media. So I wish I had a better handle on what that marketing cost would be before I started or just as a general model, because it would have allowed me to plan better instead of being sort of surprised like, oh, wow, you know, this much for marketing. It's all good. And it's all exciting, but it's, it's just much better if you have a solid plan to start with. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.